0: especially since the moment they started dating. The Caldwells have been attending this church, Walston Church, since they arrived on campus. 64 years. 64 <laughs> years. And, uh, the Jarvis has been, have been in a few different congregations that always faithfully committed, always faithfully committed to the local church. So I would just wanted to ask each of you, uh, all four of you can answer, one uh, on behalf of the, the, the other, uh, why, why is being committed to a local church, why has the church been so important to you? Over the years, as she reviews her notes and gets ready to answer.
1: Well, the reason why we got involved here is that she graduated the year before I did. So that means she's older. Okay? No. And uh, I came a year later. That was the difference. And uh, so that particular, I did my senior year, and she got a teaching job in Quincy. And so we continued the worship here. And uh, at the time, we knew the youth leader. And every once in a while, they did an extra body and so we said, sure, we'd help out. And so we started helping out at the church. And at the end of the year, he left. And uh, so they asked us if we would continue on. And so we looked at Deirdre, prayed about it, thought about it, and said, you know, we could volunteer and, and see how it goes. And that's where we went. That's how we started it.
2: Then we had the youth group for 10 years. <laughs> and, uh,
1: Volunteering. Don't tell
2: that. <laughs> you know... I'm going to tell you something, though. I thought that we were privileged to have the youth group. Today, I would be like, why didn't they pay us? You know. <laughs> but they had professors. A lot of their professors were their parents, and we got to know them, and we felt you know so... Know what
1: happened in the house? No.
2: It, it was just a wonderful experience. But uh, these teens were fun and loving And they filled the bill for us. Do you know why? Because we were told that we would probably never have a baby other than through adoption. And these young people were our first family. They were always at our house. We loved them. And um, I think that's probably the beginning of why I love you young people. And when I was sitting there, I was thinking of the cycle. By the way... We did have children. We adopted the first two. And 13 years after we were married, we had uh, Jill. And then uh, a year and a half later, we had Kip. And uh, Kip goes to church here. His four children come here. So we have grandchildren. We have them both adopted from being ad- our children, our adopted children, and our what do you call
1: it? <laughs> Biological children.
2: Biological. <laughs> and we have two here today. And because they're here, we're again really interested and really loving this body of, of young people. When we come to the games and all oh, we see you, you always say hi, you know.
0: I behave very well at games. <laughs> Charlie, I would like to I, I, just, since he mentioned that, Charlie is the only parent I've ever seen thrown out of an ENC game I, 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 when I, I, his daughter was. <laughs> uh,
1: In over 40 years, I've only had a couple of yellow cards and one red. Now that's not bad for me. Well, and, uh, so, and then I got a timeout when I go home. That's worse.
0: <laughs> so, the Jarvises, tell us why. Uh, why you've loved the church so much why you've been committed to the church you shared a little bit early I think it's someone that started at the altar of prayer here for you as a student. I believe you shared with me earlier
3: Yeah, I believe in the church. Um, I believe it's god's agent of change in our world And I I agree with you. It's my family Um, uh, I have a family a loving family. I came from a loving family but I I consider the church to be as much as my family as those people and uh I, I told him when I came to ENC, um, as a freshman, I remember thinking, I'll never make it as a Christian. There's no way. <laughs> I'm, I'm very um, impetuous, very um, off-the-cuff type person sometimes, uh, just high-strung. And uh, and I thought, there's no way I'll make it. And I came to the altar at, to pray one during one of the revivals, and the associate pastor came up, uh, her pastor's wife, excuse me, Mrs. Fleming, Mrs. Floyd Fleming, and s- asked me what I was praying about. And I said, I, "I'll never make it. I, I don't think I can last as a Christian. It, it, it's too difficult." And she said, "Ruth, I have a scripture for you, and it's in Deuteronomy 33:25. As your day, so shall your strength be, and that's true." God gives us strength for every day. But the church is just just part of me. I, I never, in fact, just a few weeks ago, I, I was sick. I ended up in the hospital the next day, but I was sick, and my husband said, well, let's just skip Sunday school and just go for church. I said, no, 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 I have to be both places. And that's just the way my heart is. I just want to be here.
4: Good news. Um, I have attended church ever since I was a little kid. And uh, my mother was a good uh, example of what it means to to love the Lord and love her children. Uh, I had three brothers and uh, four sisters. And so (laughs) she had had her hands full. But she did a good job. And one of the things I really like about the church is it helped uh, my wife and I get our spending under control. There was a time in our marriage that we had five or six charge plates. That's... Isn't that what they're called? Cards, <laughs> credit cards. Charged credit cards. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> and I thought, wow, we, we can't even pay for this each time we get paid. The, and so we need to do something about this. So I'm glad that I tithed. And tithing has been a... A real source of uh, help and support because it's got our spending under control. That's something that needs to be done.
0: Amen. Excellent. Thank you, all of you. So, both of you attend this church, the, the Wildstone Congregation, and um, why do you choose to be part of a church that has so many young people? Certainly a large youth group, many college students. Um, And, you know, you allow us to use your building not only for chapel. And I know you've taken care of the grounds for many years. um, But why do you choose to be part of a church community that has so many young people? Well, I I
1: look forward to September when the Mm -hmm. students come back. Mm -hmm. And uh, they come in, the the ones that are returning, and and the freshmen come in. And they they bring so much energy and enthusiasm. And uh, it's great. And it makes me feel a lot younger. Instead of being 80, maybe 79, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and I've taught in junior high, you know, and that's nice age level. I taught 42 years there. So I've spent more of my time with younger people than I have with peers. And so it's great to have the younger people around. I enjoy it. Yeah.
3: I think we need to remind you that we are the same age inside as you are. It's just when we stand up that we feel the difference.
1: <laughs>
2: and until I had my cataracts off three weeks ago, I had no idea that I looked like this with all these wrinkles. I was having so much fun. Now I don't want to, I, I can't believe I'm sitting in front of you. <laughs> But um, can I? I'm not sure if this goes with what you just asked. Anything goes today. The question. <laughs> but I just wanted to tell this you. This may be
1: our only time here, so.
2: I just wanted to tell you of a, an aha moment that I had when I was at ENC, oh. and um, it I'm sure. Wasn't the time I took you out? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I grew up in a in a family in Pennsylvania um, that were sort of like Mennonites. I wore the covering. My parents were uh, my father was a very plain person, but he married a, a woman we always said off the street. Oh, <laughs> what we mean was uh, she wasn't churched before she came to like Vacation Bible School and then youth group and then accepted the Lord, but um, she didn't have And maybe. Maybe you don't have the concepts of God that, that she needed. And um, when I came to the Nazarene Church when I was 15, you know, they encouraged you to pray over everything and to ask God for all your needs. And I would go home and I'd say, uh, I'd be with my mother in the car and I'd say, why don't you ask God for a parking place?
1: <laughs> without a say,
2: she'd say oh Gladys I would never bother God like that you know and she had this feeling that uh, you shouldn't bother God you shouldn't, I was taught not to bother people not to bother God and I never asked for things that maybe I it, that really help when you ask so I came to college and I had a professor Dr. Mullen who taught the course Christian Doctrine and one day I was reading in my book, and, uh, in my room, and I came across, I know it's old hat to you now, but I didn't know all the definitions of God. <laughs> <laughs> like that God was all-knowing and uh, omniscient. And, um, and then I came to omnipresent, which I'd never heard of. And I still today remember the definition of of God as an omnipresent God. It means that God, his spirit, his power, is in all points with all of its strength, all at one time. And I went, oh my goodness, why am I not asking him for help? He is surrounding me. He is surrounding us. He's everywhere. And he's willing to help us. And it changed my life. I think that day, once, it, once I got a hold of that, that feeling, I was screaming in my room. I started to scream. I guess today they'd say it's shouting <laughs> in a church. Or, but I just screamed. And uh, I still believe that today I had this operation... And I started to get scared uh, The cataracts taken off And I, this uh, anesthesiologist said <laughs> Well, uh, before we go in I'll numb you some And then I'll put a needle through your head over your eye I was like, oh my goodness I was trying to be calm And then he said, I'll have to put another one under your eye And I have seen those needles They're long Just go right through your brain (laughs) And I said I started to shake And I had been good And then I realized I said what is is wrong with me The Holy Spirit is around me He's above me Below me He's here And I asked him I just said I'm going to ask him To give me peace And to just relax me And it happened He did. And even my doctor, she's a woman, said to me afterwards, you were one of the most relaxed patients I've ever had. I should have told her why, but I didn't.
0: (laughs) That's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. It didn't... um, It didn't relate to my question at all, no. uh, but um, <laughs> but I still believe that's what God wanted us to hear. So that's a so that's a good thing. So that's good. Um, tell us some of the. Uh, <laughs> tell us. Uh, did you want to answer that question?
3: I, I just Or did
0: you want to say something yeah, completely so, different from some, that question? You no.
3: Know, why college students are important to you? Um, one of the things that just delighted my soul when I came in was to see that ad on, on the screen for prayer warriors. And I thought, wow, you know, you people still are doing the things that, that are so important to us. And, uh, and I see that all the time. I I look at all the pictures of your mission trips on your bulletin board over in the, in your, in your room, because that's where we have prayer meeting every, every Wednesday night. And, um, and that, that's so encouraging to me. That gives me hope for the, uh, for the future way beyond what I'm going to live. And it also just delights my soul.
4: <laughs> I would like to say that I want to be at this church because I want to be a good witness or example for you. Um, in this past generation, morality and purity has sold out to pleasure and prosperity, according to Bob Frehley. And my concern is that we need to remind each other how important it is to love God and believe it and live it. So let's do that. And if you happen to see any of these in the library or in the student center, it's because I put them there. (laughs) So plan to read them. They're really good for you.
0: Amen. Thank you very much. And if you ever... um want to be blessed um you should go to prayer on wednesday night at seven o'clock in angel chapel uh where uh when i first sat in on one of your prayer times last year is when i realized i needed some of you in the chapel service because i saw and i saw them shed tears for you and i heard them cry for you and praying praying for you um and though you don't know them they are are prayer warriors for you so um wednesday night at seven o'clock you're invited to to be a part of that uh one more uh one maybe two more questions, depending on how long Charlie talks. Uh, what, um, what are I may not have time for all of you to answer this question, but Charlie, we were talking. about what music? are some, What are some of the challenges? What are some of the challenges that come with an intergenerational congregation? What are some of the hard things about worshiping with, with younger people?
1: Well, one of the big things is music, and uh, I like to have a positive side of that because she'll tell you some other things about music that is kind of hard for us to adjust to, you know. But we have an orchestra twice a year. And Jake does a great job, and he goes out and gets all these people to come in, and they're all ages, sizes and shapes. And uh, (laughs) somehow he's able to have a couple of rehearsals, pull it together, make it sound good, and uh, people say it's great. Uh, But you know, I'm glad to have somebody that sits next to me, who some college student that knows the music, and uh, so when I mess up and I lose my place and I have to fake it for a while then this girl just bails me out she, and
2: she plays t- the sax like yeah. he does
1: right yeah but she you got a mic there you know and, and I'd like to thank her uh, I think her name is uh, Trind- Trinda Shua thank,
0: <laughs> thank you well um, you can pay me later for that plug so, in our uh, in our final minutes, um, what uh, what what for each of you, I'd ask each of you to answer. What is what is some advice uh, that you would give? Why don't we start with the ladies first? What advice would you like to give uh, to these uh, to these students here this morning? And their, what, on what? what uh, advice on life? Anything, no. uh, faith? Anything, anything what, you want to say? Intergenerational faith community. Or you can share anything you'd like. What are your final <laughs> what are your final what are your final thoughts for us this morning? I thought I'd have, oh let me, let me. Okay.
2: I thought I'd have a pulpit or something to stand on. Look, this is the first time in eighty years that anyone has asked us to come forth.
1: I wonder why. And
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to do it. <laughs> But we know we love you. We love you kids so much. And we know we've made it with the Lord, and we know how. And uh, it's hard to tell you how, but you want to know something? We're still learning. And uh, I joined a Sunday school class a couple of years ago, another one. And uh, this this book is what we've been reading and uh, talking about. And I have learned so much and have had to change so much. This is called a charitable discourse, which means a loving way of talking with each other about our problems and our, our um, what do you call it, when you don't agree?
4: What is that? Disagreements.
2: <laughs> 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 and dr Corey.
0: (laughs) it is funny i guess that's fine
2: (laughs) (laughs) he tells me that this very man that i've gotten to appreciate and love so much i don't know him his name is daniel boone and he is coming in the spring for the spring revival i'll be here every single night (laughs) this is so good and um I think he's going to let me read some of it. It might take a little while. But I think I think this is the answer to any disagreements that we might have, the older generation with the younger generation. Music, uh, whether you want to eat in church or wear um, old clothes or walk up here with bare feet. Uh, no, no. What else? I don't know.
1: I have tattoos?
2: We, this is... This is not um, the basics. This is not what we have in our hearts. It's the peripheral. And we can get together on it. Now, this is what... (laughs) This is what... This is what... How we can have a charitable discourse. First of all, we have to learn what kind of a person to be. Whether we're going to be a person in the church... That is a consumer. That is, you come to church, you find a church that will best suit you, that, will, that you will enjoy. And this is the kind of thinking this person has. Can you hold this? One? Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am an individual, I am distinguishable from you. I have a social security number that is different from yours. I exist in this identifiable skin sack. I make choices in line with my ruling desires. I enter relationships that are meaningful to me. I seek out experiences that are relevant to me. I have limited time and do not want to waste it on uninteresting people. I am not obligated to you unless I choose to be, and you have no right to expect anything from me unless I give you that right. I choose my politics. I choose my sexual ethics, my opinion about homosexuality, and on and on. I am responsible for myself. That's the kind of person that is in the church as a consumer. Try not to be that way. Try to be this way. This is a person who is a member, who joins the church, who joins the body. And this is how they think. I am a child of God. I belong to the people of God by baptism. I exist as a body in a body. I take interest in the lives of my brothers and sisters. Some are energizing, some are draining. I am obligated. People have the right to expect certain things of me in light of the covenant that exists between us. I seek to be faithful to them. I cannot think of myself apart from the body of Christ. I am given the mind of Christ regarding women in ministry, sexual practices, concern for the effect of alcohol on the neighbor, homosexuals, differing theories of the origin of creation, the emerging church, and so on. I learned to think about these things at the table of Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, They guide the body in in conversation. I am a new creation. Pray with me that you and I will change and become this kind of a member of a church. We won't have any problems at all with each other. I really believe that. That's the answer. Well,
3: my advice to you is probably to realize that God is your strength from now until you get to be our age. And I don't mean strength bodily necessarily, (laughs) that goes, but uh, strength morally and spiritually. And then one of the other things that I've learned in my life, and I tell you, I I told you I'm a high, high, strong person, is to be still, just be still and know, know, know that he is God.
4: And I would urge you, to seek righteousness and holiness and live it. Amen.
1: My advice is to find a Christian spouse and get involved in a lively spiritual church. Become a member. If you're a member or attend regularly, you need the tithe. Otherwise, you can't have a well-rounded church. Say that again. Tithe. Not, <laughs> not a dollar in the offering plate every few weeks. It just doesn't last.
0: Can we thank the Jarvises and the Caldwell's? Wait, one minute. One minute. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, and we thank you for these faithful saints that have gone before us and their love for you, the love for the church, and I am especially grateful for their love for this student body. Uh, Thank you for the way that they've been a blessing to us. We pray your grace and blessing upon their lives. We pray these things now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. You are dismissed. Go in peace.